The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. Everything was made. The world was made before he put Adam in it. Everything was made that you'll ever come in contact with, that you'll ever need, that you'll ever want from God, that you'll ever desire. Everything was made and put in the Spirit. What is the reason why I should learn about faith? One is that faith is needed to release the blessing or the anointing of God for the supernatural. If you recall, the Bible says over in Genesis chapter one, verse 28, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over all, every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So this blessing was what God used to create the universe. And now he's placing it on a man. God blessed them. Adam and Eve. Number two, faith takes the struggle, the failure and the toil out of our lives. God planned for you to live a long time. Amen. And he planned for you to live by faith. And you know yourself People who sit up and worry all night, that's hard on your system. You know, one of the things I saw that Satan is after in terms of trying to control mankind is he's after your immune system. Because your immune system does a whole lot of work for you. It does a whole lot of work for you. It's when you're asleep at night, your system is working. Cells are being discharged and renewed. He meant for you to sleep. And when you get up in the morning, and rise, it's almost like Jesus raised, being raised from the dead. It's, it's like you, you went into a state where you didn't consciously know what was happening, but God took care of you. And while you were asleep, he was cleansing your body. Now, when, when the immune system is not working properly, things don't get cleansed. You know, there's not a uh, system working that would repair things, um, keep the arteries flowing freely. It, it's, it's not there. And so... I just have seen 
how Satan comes after the immune system, both spiritual and natural. The spiritual immune system, I think it's found in Psalm chapter 34 and verse seven. And he says, and the angel of the Lord encamp around about them that fear him. And what will they do? To deliver him. So you got a spiritual wall of protection. Look at Job, Job chapter one, verse eight. Now faith keeps this in place. The Lord said unto Satan, have you considered my servant Job? That there is none like him in all the earth. Perfect and upright man, one that fears God and eschews evil. And Satan answered and said, does does Job fear God for naught? Have you not made a what around him? See, that's that spiritual protection. Now, how did that protection get down? Okay, get Job's fear and his words. And it tore that thing down. And the next thing you know, he had sores from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Well, they put it the reverse way, but he was all over his body. But what kept that hedge, that blessing hedge up? Faith kept it up and it'll keep it up in your life. An enemy wants to get through and he'll try to do things, ignorance, unbelief, fear, doubt, shame, whatever, so that that hedge won't protect you. And I call it, uh, you know, spiritual, uh, spiritual immune system. But when you're dealing with the kingdom, he made it so that you have diplomatic immunity. And that immunity that you have like that, that's part of the immune system. It's angels around you. Psalm 91 verse five. He says, thou shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow that flies by day. So you got to get the fear out nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that waiteth at noonday. Now we told you that Satan does business at night. And what he sends out is curses and spells. And he sends those out and he said, nor of the pestilence that walketh where? In darkness. Next verse. For a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not what? Come nigh you, only with your eyes shall you behold to see the reward of the wicked. Why? Because you've made the Lord's, which is your refuge, even the most high, your habitation. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Every virus and and, and disease and germ that touches your body is supposed to die instantly because of your immune system. But that immune system is kept in place by what? By faith. And we've done a lot of things naturally trying to build that and do things and, you know, eat right foods and beets or iron and, you know, so forth and so on. And that's fine. That's fine. But there is a spiritual immune system that needs to be kept in place. 
The third thing, faith is the ability of God in us to superimpose the invisible over the visible in this earth. The moment something manifests, I no longer need faith. Let me give you another part of that. Faith sees what hasn't been manifested yet. Okay, so let's put these two together now. Faith sees what hasn't been manifested yet. It deals with what exists, but what is not visible. Faith deals with what exists, but what is not visible. Now I'm still riding off of this third piece that I gave you. So faith deals with what exists, but what is not manifest. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse, uh, verse one. Now faith is the what? Substance of things hoped for, it is a what? Evidence of things not seen. Now put it up there in the amplified, please. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we what? hope for, being the proof of things we do not what? See, and the what? Conviction of their what? Reality. Now, you are convinced of something you can't see. That's what that's saying so far. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to your senses. And if you develop faith, what is not real will be more real to you than what you can see. And that's why people think people with faith are crazy. They think they're fanatics. They think they're this or think they're that. Why? Because they can see something that the natural senses cannot see or detect. Watch this. And it is more real than what you can see and detect. Now the Bible talks about presumptuous sins and presumptuous sins, I think they're, what they're talking about is person moving on something that they can't see. See, they're faking it. And it wasn't ever meant for you to move where you can't see. This is, this is, this is a spiritual truth. Let me, let me, let me, uh, deal with something here. John chapter 20, please. John chapter 20. This is a principle I'm about to show you. And then we're going to do Romans chapter four. We just read that, but we'll, we'll do it again. John chapter 20. Now in John chapter 20, what happened is Jesus showed up. And the disciples are, you know, and, and all of a sudden Jesus said, well, put your hands and uh, fingers in my holes in my hands and put your hand in my side. And they said, oh, my Lord, my God. Why? Because they had felt him, touched him. It says, verse 24, but Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, he was not with them when Jesus came. 
And the other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the, the print of nails and put my finger into the print of nails and thrust my hand into his side, I what? Will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. And then came Jesus, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. And then said he unto Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold thy hand and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but what? Believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are they that have not seen, yet they believe. Whoa, 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 whoa now. Believing is seeing. Now keep up with me on this now. Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, you believe. I'm saying to you that that's the way you believe that you see it, but you believe with your natural mind. But if you're in faith, you can believe with your heart. See, and when you do believe in your heart, something happens. Look at Luke and Luke chapter one. And look at, amen, look at Luke chapter one. And let's go down here to Mary. For with God, nothing shall be what? Impossible. And Mary said, behold, thy handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. Come on down to verse 44, All right? He's going down to Mary, to Elizabeth's house now. For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb. Who is this talking now? This is Elizabeth. The babe leaped. She's six months pregnant. The babe leaped in her womb. Next verse. And blessed is she that what? Believe. For there shall be what? A performance of those things. Come on which were told her from the Lord. So if you believe, you release the virtue of God for performance. See, and, and this is why the enemy doesn't want you to get to that level because what with God, all things are what? Possible. So when you believe, you release God's power. God's virtue to perform whatever promise he has given you. Say believing, believing. Is, seeing. is seeing. Now in the natural, it's the same way. I know he's in a courtroom now. I know it happened because I saw him myself. See, he's a witness. I saw him myself. See? 
But in courtroom, you can't prove faith because you're seeing something the other people can't see. And you're trying to convince them of something existing that they have no way of contacting. But if you believe it, there will be a performance and you will see that promise manifested in your own. So notice we're in a world full of unbelief. So you're going to have to believe something in the middle of all the unbelief. All right, let's go to Romans chapter four, verse 17 again. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that what? Be not as what? As though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which is spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not what? Weak in faith, he considered what? not his own body now dead, neither uh, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the what? Promise of God through what? Unbelief, but was what? Strong in faith, what? Giving glory to God. Watch this. He was what? Fully persuaded that what God had what? Promised. What was he what? He's able to do. All I got to do is believe it. Whatever he promised me in this book that wealth and riches shall be in my house, I've got to get myself to a place where I believe that. And when you sit up here and say, amen, that is not believing yet. Now you may, but that is a want in a billion probably. I'm saying most people, when they first read it, it's not there yet. So what you have to do is take it and read it again. Take it and what we call meditate it. That means what I'm going to do is I'm going to transform what I believe by declaring it, by saying it, by thinking about it, by pondering it, by reading it over and over, say amen to this, and pretty soon it'll drop from my head down into my heart. Now it becomes more real to me than my present circumstances. Now, my present circumstances may be that in my house is a drought, but in my heart, I'm rich. And I've got to decree a thing and it shall be established. Faith sees what has not been manifested. Say that with me. Faith sees what has not been manifested. It deals with what exists, but what is invisible. It deals with what exists, but with what is invisible. Let's look at it. Second Kings chapter six. All right, verse 14. All right, so here the king sent a group of people to get Elisha, the prophet, because he was a seer. He could see which way the enemy was going to come. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night 
and compassed the city about. And when the servants of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city about with horses and chariots. And his servants said unto him, Alas, master, my master, how shall we do? In other words, we can give up. We just meant to give up. This, this is it. We're sunk. And he answered and said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Fear will not let you see the invisible. Its job is to keep you down in human uh, condition. Its job is to blind the spirit. Its job is to not let you, faith can penetrate and let you see. Fear keeps you down. So if I got a fear-based world, then people are down. And when I come in with faith, they wonder what I'm talking about. All right, let's look at this again. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, what? Open his eyes that he may, what? See. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. And when they, they came down unto him, Elijah prayed unto the Lord and said, smite this people with what? People, I pray thee with what? Blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elijah. When did the angels get there? There, there, I heard it over there. See, everything he's done for you is in the book. And when did he do it? When, when were you chosen? See, he, he, made, he made everything before he made you. Everything was made. The world was made before he put Adam in it. Everything was made that you'll ever come in contact with, that you'll ever need, that you'll ever want from God, that you'll ever desire. Everything was made and put in the spirit. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that teaching. Living the higher life. Praise God. You know, there is a low life. <laughs> yeah, God wants us to live the higher life. Once he comes into your life, you get born again, you're capable of living on a whole nother level. Now, it talks about faith and faith is the ability to superimpose the invisible over the visible. You see, when God saw darkness, he didn't say anything about darkness. He said, let there be light. And notice what's happened. The light was superimposed over that darkness. God. Well, that's the same way he wants you to act. You get his word, what his word says about your finances and superimpose that invisible over the visible. That's called faith. Also, one point to remember, a second point to remember, believing is seeing. 
you know, believing is seeing. When, when the Bible tells us to believe something, he's saying, I want you to see something. And believing is seeing. Whenever you believe, it's because you can see it. Now, it's not physical. It's not manifested out there until you can physically see it. But it's manifested in your mind, in your heart. And you can see it. When God called me to leave my company and go full-time in ministry, I tell you, I was struggling with that. But I meditated Mark chapter 10, verse 29 and 30. No man does have house, mother, father, sister, brother. And I put job in there for your sake in the gospel, but he shall receive a hundredfold now. Well, I meditated it until I could see it. Now I'm believing it. And if thou can believe, all things are possible. That's all it is. It's called living the higher life. You got to get this. This, this. this will change you. I'm telling you, this will make every crooked road straight. Praise the Lord. It is a powerful teaching. We taught it. God gave it to me. I spoke it and people are really